This episode of Explicit Answers is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Check it out today. See what I've done for others and see what I could do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com, where the code PODNAME121 can save you money on your next domain name. The world needs answers. We can help. Explicit Answers. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Explicit Answers Episode 2, brought to you the week of September 7, 2010. My name is James. And my name's Jen. And uh, we're here to answer your questions. How are you doing, Jen, this evening? I'm doing good. How about you? Are you feeling like you got answers for people? I got so many answers. Yeah? Do you have an answer for why you're wearing my bat shirt? I wanted to be cool. Well, you made fun of that shirt forever. I know. It's it's my bat shirt. It really doesn't make me cool. No, mm. that's okay. Hey, you know what will make you cool? And th- that is go to assist. If you're an IT or software consultant, you're always looking for ways to be competitive. You need to grow your business, but you can't be in two places at once. That's why I re- recommend cloning or remote support with a new go to assist express. The faster you can connect to a customer, the faster you can move on to the next challenge. Ooh, that sounds motivating, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Increase revenue by handling more support requests. Reduce travel time and overhead costs. Support clients even when they're not at their computer. And rise above the competition by providing faster, more professional service. My listeners can get GoToAssist free for 30 days. For the special offer, you must visit GoToAssist.com slash tech podcast. Again, my listeners Go to Assist Express free, 30 days. Special offer only for you. Visit gotoassist.com slash techpodcast. Let's get right into our first question, okay? Okay. Hey, James and Jen. I just got listening to episode zero and episode one of Explicit Answers, and I'm enjoying it so far. So far. Good deal. But if you screw up, I'll quit listening forever. (laughs) I'll never love you. I have a question for James. So, bye-bye, Jen. We'll see you in a little bit. Uh, uh, based on your experience with podcasting and websites, what's the best way to promote your site? I have a Christian gaming website that I want to promote, but I'm not sure where to start with advertising. And I was definitely thinking of doing some social media, such as Twitter and Facebook, for the site, um, since I'm adept at both. But I wasn't sure where else to go. Also, the site is pretty much a one-man operation at this point since we're uh, still getting off the ground. So keep in mind that it has to be something a one-man operation can do. Other than social media, what ways can I promote the website? Are there any sites you'd recommend I advertise on? How much should I spend on said advertising? And keep in mind, I only have a small budget to work with, and I'm pretty much a noob at this. I figured you would know since you've done so many things in the past with all the websites for the podcast. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks, and good work on all the shows. I've enjoyed them all. Um, the ones I've listened to, and I'm looking forward to uh, where Explicit Answers goes. Take care. God bless. Jerry. So let me reread this. Uh, based on your experience with podcasting and websites, what's the best way to promote your site? He has a Christian gaming website. Now, here's the problem there, Billy, Jerry, is um, my experience with promoting podcasting almost has no correlation to promoting a blog or a website. mm because what I would tell you, if you were doing podcasting, because you're asking for my experience with podcasting, I would say, hey, you know what? Just just focus on quality content. I would say, um, you know, uh, make sure you get a promo and, and make sure you play other people's promos and mention them because then they'll feel obligated to mention yours. Uh, invite other 
uh, great podcasters that are in the same genre as your show uh, in and, 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 you know, interview them and talk to them about podcasting and, and gaming and all this kind of stuff. And, and that would build your audience because then they would go back and say, hey, I did an interview on such and such uh, Christian gaming show, blah, blah, blah. All right. So that's my experience and that's what I would suggest. Now, advertising, I don't know that I would have you advertise your, your blog. What I would do is focus just like the podcasting stuff, focus on great content, get you, get yourself some, um, some great articles out there, uh, and then go out to other gaming websites that are, you know, similar to yours, hardcorechristiangamer.com and other, uh, you know, Christian, um, gaming sites and maybe some that aren't and, and offer write up posts and send them to them and ask them to publish them. And what they'll do is they'll publish that 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 uh, article of yours or that write up, and they'll you know of course in your byline they'll mention you and put a link to your website. That's a great way to generate traffic. Another one would be to become an active participant in their uh, forums and their commenting. Uh, you know on, uh, on their posts. You know make sure you're you're a featured become like the equivalent of a featured commenter. Uh, Twitter and Facebook are great, but all those things do is, is, uh, engage people that are already coming to your website. Um, what you need to do is make sure, uh, that you do not rely on that solely. Uh, you want to focus on great content and then you want, uh, with Twitter and Facebook, you know, you, you link to your posts, to your content, you retweet and follow other people that are in the same genre as you. Um, and and basically, if you give other uh, bloggers what they want out of you, then you will get what you want out of them. It's the old do unto others as you would have them do unto you gig. So, um, you know, I wouldn't advertise at all. I wouldn't put any money in it. I would do everything you can do, though, to advertise without paying any money. And that means working hard, writing articles, making great content. If you were a gamer and happened to be someone uh, that wanted to, to to hold on some to some morality and and you wanted Christian brothers and sisters that you could game with, what would you want on that website? And um, I would I would say don't even start it if you can't imagine yourself blogging about it for at least five years. I mean, if you can't imagine that you could talk about five years worth of content, then you're not passionate enough for it. So. There's my 10 cents. Jen, do you have anything you'd like to add at all? Um, no. No. No, I don't know Jen anything. Jen says you should start a blog about accounting. <clears throat> I don't read blogs, really. I, I know, it's sad for me. I don't game. Ugh. Yes, you do. You just do it differently on the sly. You play singing Plants vs. Zombies for three months, but I'm not a gamer. I don't care to network with other people who play t- such games. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to play with people. I don't want to play against people. I want to play against a computer. Yeah. The zombies, the plants. Oh, that's true. So you don't have any advice for Blogger Boy? Blogger um, Boy Jerry. I think your advice was good. Oh, thank you. That's a great way to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rudy says, hey, I'm trying to connect with my girlfriend better spiritually. You see, I started going out with my girlfriend last year, August 14th. Well, she told me first that she liked me, and I said I agree. And that was mistake number one. Mistake number two happened as I kissed her three months later at homecoming. Basically, even though we're both Christian and waiting till marriage to have sex, I have rushed the physical side of the relationship without giving the spiritual side a chance to blossom. So now I have made the decision to wait until marriage to even kiss her. Too late. 
We only hold hands and hug. So here's the question. How can I grow closer to her spiritually? I pray for her every day, but I would like to keep God in the center of the relationship, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to salvage our grievous error. Willing to wait like Jacob for 14 plus years to do whatever I need to do. By the way, I like your shows and you're an excellent example of the father, husband, and pastor I want to be someday. Thanks, Rudy. All right. Do you have any idea the ages of? I know it sounds very young. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. No. Um, I, first of all, you didn't ask about this, but you did say they were your mistakes and you put them out there and you led with this and you didn't have to give us all that information. So I think we need to address our opinions on on some of this. That there, there's a trend in the Christian church now, and 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 even outside of it, it's this hypersensitivity about relationships and what they are and what they aren't. And it typically is folks that are super young and maybe too immature to enter into said relationships. I'm not targeting everyone, but uh, if if it's not that, it's folks that have been hurt mm-hmm. in a relationship. <coughs> And they're trying to not get hurt again, and so they set up all these rules that not even God has established. And it's specifically in the American culture, because no other culture that I know of puts all these rules, because nobody, no other culture, I mean, besides other, you know, like UK and maybe Ireland and stuff, but there's so many other cultures that don't allow or or aren't as socially accepting about dating. Mm -hmm. But this started when we were, what, in college? This, I'm not going to date, yeah, I'm going to court. It started with some sort of book, yeah, and it was something about kissing. I don't remember what the book it was. It was a guy that said, I chose this path, and and, and he, I, from what I understand, the book was not real preachy and pushy, but a lot of people adopted it and kind of turned it into a sub-religion in and amongst itself to where it was almost mandatory. And then, of course, once you adopt that, then everybody else that does choose to make out or smooch during dating life are evil. Now, let me let me play the other the other end of that. Um, people that make out and and pet and get heavy, I mean, duh, it turns you on. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up slipping up. Okay, so mm-hmm. I see the logic in it. I just it worries me when I hear it written out like this. All right, first of all, she told me she liked me, and I said I agree. Mistake number one. Okay, so was the mistake that she came to you? And so that must have been, or that that it sounded kind of self centered that he said I agree because then he didn't even say I like you too. Well, he's just like I agree that I like you. But no, I I think that's showing us that he's young, probably because yeah. what he meant was that that I agree I like you too kind of thing. But he just said it like a young person would. So I, I and I may be totally wrong, but um, but he put the date down and everything. I mean, this person's obviously very uh, focused on you know, details and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I would just say, you know, in the culture we live in now, you know, I personally don't care for forward girls. Okay. Uh, Every girl that's ever told me they like me first, I told them, well, I don't like you. Bye. Mm. I just don't like it. It's not, yeah, it's not something that, that, that does it for me. Um, But if you feel like that was a mistake, uh, I don't know. You need to break up with her. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. It's like your personalities don't mesh right there, right there from August fourteenth on. Yeah, it, a, a girl's not going to quit being forward. It's just kind of it's it's part of her personality. Yeah. She she knows what she wants and she's going to to so, get it. The other thing here is uh, he says I kissed her three months later at homecoming and and uh, this guy's under a lot of guilt about it. And yeah. It's like you waited three months. I know, and all he did was kiss. That's her. amazing. <laughs> I know, unless he's. 
10, then yeah. it's not amazing. Yeah, if you're 10, <laughs> don't even call my show anymore. Quit listening to my show, 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Go play with Matchbox cars or something. Yeah, wait wait about eight years before you date again. <laughs> yeah, for reals. Uh, but he's going to homecoming, so this this is probably a high school kid. It would have to be high yeah. school, yeah. Because I don't think they do that in middle school, so yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm glad you kissed her at homecoming, personally. Well, it's nice. Kiss her again right now. <laughs> nice, good public place. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> See, the thing is, it's not about not developing your, the physical side of your relationship. It's about putting extreme limits on it. And a lot of people say, like in the 90s, there were these songs toward Christian kids about, you know, in the backseat of the car, you know, are you going to are you gonna decide to live for God or not? And it's like, when you're in the backseat of the car, it's too late already. Yeah, you've already made your decision. So, you don't really care. Yeah, you don't live your life on the edge. If you have morals that you want to abide by, and, and sex before marriage is one of those that you that is, is something you do not want to do, then that's not your... I can understand that, but but you don't want to live your life on the edge of that and like mm-hmm. okay, we're going to do everything but have sex because, like you said, you're gonna you're gonna mess up. So I'm all about moving your boundaries back, but I think you can still kiss your girlfriend. Just maybe you don't use tongues or oh, it sounds really gross all of a sudden. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> maybe you do it in a public place, you yeah. know, uh, like like in front of her dad. That <laughs> would really kill it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good uh, birth control method yeah, right there. You're not Even gonna, now. You're not going to slip up. <laughs> Even after 14 years yeah. of marriage, it's <laughs> you, like, I'm not really getting hot and heavy. Uh, in front of my dad. Yeah. It's yes. just not cool. Hey, hey Grandpa, come on yeah. over. Uh, so, so there's that. You know, so... I don't know. This is such an itchy topic for me for some reason. What I really feel like with with any of these things, especially, you know, number one, talk about this with your your other person. Come up with rules and boundaries together. Yeah. Don't beat yourselves up over, you know, over the past or what you think could or couldn't be wrong. And um, and establish some ground rules and yeah. some boundaries. You but, know, but don't do it because people are telling you to. Do it because it's your own personal right. conviction. And if both of you do not agree on this and it is just you, then you are unequally yoked, a.k.a. you're not a good match. Yeah. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, um, and she was talking to someone that they, they just obviously were not meshing. And I said, you know, Jen and I have absolutely nothing in common. Nothing except our first phone conversation in life was eight hours long plus, and we sat there and we talked about politics and religion and the way we believed about kids and marriage, and every single thing, without exception, lined up. And I told her that the core values that we have in common have made all the difference. Mm-hmm. And so if you're this far in a relationship and 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 you guys can't sit down and, and she's like, well, I got no problem with kissing. I mean, I asked you out. And and you're sitting there going, oh gosh, oh gosh, you know, oh we just touched fingers like E.T. and Elliot, and now we're gonna go to hell. Um, and, and I'm being facetious, but if that's your side and she's somewhere else, then you're not you're not a good match at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. So, but his question is, how can I gl- grow closer to her spiritually? I pray for her every day, but I would like to keep God at the center of the relationship. I think, you know, uh, what we've already said is part of it. I mean, if you're praying for her, make sure she's praying for you. Pray together, you know, uh, swap your favorite stories. Make sure you're both in church. Make sure um, that you're, you're, you've got your standards 
and that both of you are honoring each other in that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know that you should make rules for both of you as much as she should say, here are my standards. I want you to honor them. And he should say, here are my standards. I want you to honor them. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily have to be exactly the same. Like right. you can kiss me, but I do not want to kiss you. <laughs> I think that could work. You know, cause there are times that I kiss you and you don't make the dumb noise. Yeah. Okay. People, this is an irritation for me. I kiss my wife on the lips. I go, isn't that the way you smooch somebody? I my thought, wife, my wife just sits there and receives it. So every I thought now you didn't and then, like forward girls, whatever. I'm a, <laughs> mm. So every now and then I reach over you always make and the noise. I don't make the noise. And, I, and it lo- it's the most ridiculous thing you ever saw. Two people touching their lips together for no obvious I reason. I count on you to make the noise. That is ridiculous and extremely lazy. <laughs> it is lazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's nothing. It's a, it's a little thing. It's mm. like, I'm kissing you, but you're not kissing me. That's what made me think of it. Mm. So your standard is, I don't mind you kissing me, but I ain't kissing you. Oh, okay. So that does work, actually. No. As long as somebody's <laughs> making the noise. No. <laughs> Ooh. So anyway, you can you can chime in on that, people, if you'd like. Take my side. Okay? So Rudy Rudy's saying... Um, that he wants God to be the center of the relationship. Um, that you know the way that works at your age, you are not joined together in God's eyes until you make a commitment at the altar of marriage. Okay, so um, what it is is it's going to be that God is at the center of each of your lives right mm-hmm. now. There is not going to be God in the center of your relationship. It's each of you with your standards and your morals and your beliefs and you honoring God with your actions, thoughts, and feelings. And 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 your relationship is basically practice, is a warm-up for what's really going to happen once you guys get married or whatever. Um, but I would just say this. Move slow. If, if anything, it sounds to me like you need to stop dating, period until you're ready to, to get married. You seem the type that takes it very, very seriously. And um, I would I would urge you to leave women alone for a long time. No. What do you say? Is that a little harsh? It's a little explicit. I, yeah. No, I especially with teenagers. Um, Drama. I would say also make sure that you're not just regurgitating what you've heard or you're not taking on the convictions of, of something, you know, something you don't really believe in or you don't really, I don't know. Or that your convictions are not based on fear. Yeah. See, there, there's a difference in Christianity between not sinning, you know, just not screwing up is not enough. You have to actually, it's not about what you don't do. It's about what you get to do. Yeah. And so if, 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 dating for you has become just a list of things that could possibly get you in trouble, then then stay away from it for a while. Yeah. Until it can become something that's like, okay, I'm going to honor God now through my relationships. You know, I'm going to, I've, I know what I want. I know what I believe. I've, I've got, I've got myself halfway straightened out in here. I'm ready to share myself and my soul with, with someone else. I don't know. I think you got to get yourself squared away before you uh, share yourself with someone else. It's just me. Have we beat that horse to death? I think so. Okay, Mary says, hey, I'm about 14, and I've been going out with this guy for like nine months. I like him, but I'm not sure he feels the same way. And to be honest, I don't really like him too much either. So let me reread that sentence again. I like him, but I'm not sure he feels the same way. And to be honest, I don't really like him either. 
Is that a 14-year-old right there? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm starting to like my guy friend, but he lives seven hours away. And I know I'm young, but it's a really tough decision. My guy friend talks about this mystery girl that I know is me. And Ooh. although he doesn't talk about love lightly, but he says he thinks she, me, is really the one. What do I do? Mary. Is Mary 14? Is Mary is 14. Saying? Okay, Mary needs to back away from the boys. Yeah, Mary, you're nuts. Sorry. <laughs> but Mary, if you're going to go out with one of the two, go for the seven hour away guy. What? Yeah, because then she can't really get in any trouble. Yeah, true. Until the, the fateful meeting. But, but how it's old? All, it's all about feelings. I mean, I hear how nothing but rushes. How old is this seven hour away guy? Is this an internet guy? I mean, where'd this uh, guy come yeah, from? Yeah, where do you meet a guy seven hours away? No, um, Mary, I just feel, I hear the emotions, you know, the feelings in her poor little adolescent heart just rushing around yeah. and, oh, the drama. And, and, and that's the thing. When we start dating and, and hanging out with guys too soon and we start adding the quote-unquote love or like thing instead of just being friends with people, um, we start getting addicted to the rush mm-hmm. more than we do the person. And it's about feelings. And, yeah. oh, this guy makes me feel excited, so I like the new guy. And I don't really like this guy. I just want him to like me, and I like the way he feels about me. Mm-hmm. And then when he doesn't feel that way about me, well, maybe I don't like him anymore. Maybe yeah. I only like you because you love me. It's like even married people do that. They'll they'll fall into the trap of saying, I love you. And what they really mean is tell me you love me. Because mm-hmm. they'll get all mad. I said I love you and you didn't say it back. Well, that, that you didn't say you loved me. You said... Please tell me you love me, and and we do that in in our in our infant relationships too. Um, so Mary, you know, I don't know if you can hear that sentence. I want to read it back to you. I like him, but I'm not sure he feels the same way. And to be honest, I don't really like him much either. That sentence right there says it all. You're not ready for any of this. Mm-mm. So get you a bunch of boyfriends. And I don't mean kissing them all and making out with them all. I'm talking about boy, boys that think you're the hottest thing in the world and you think they're awesome and you can hang out and eat lunch with any of them and you can just be friends with them and talk with them on the phone and, and nobody cares about anything and nobody's dating, nobody's hooked up with anybody and nobody's worried about nothing and your heart can be free to mature at the right pace and you can become addicted to great relationships, great friendships, rather than the drama of dating. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. That, that feels that, that's that smart. Good. That that's good. That's smarter than I am. That's right. Will says this. My wife. Hey, all right. Yay! Finally. We've moved out of middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I put yeah. this one right after that one on yeah. purpose. My wife and I have been married for eight years. Woohoo! An established relationship. Yay! And uh, we're now expecting our first baby in April. Congratulations! All right, babies. Boo. <laughs> I was wondering, what are some nice things that I can do for her throughout the pregnancy? Now, we're assuming that she's the one that's pregnant. So, <laughs> I think that's pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. Will says, what can I? What are some nice things I can do for her throughout the pregnancy? So, Jen? Um, what? Um, get her lots of uh, massages and pedicures. Absolutely. Um, there are pregnancy massages, professional ones. Mm-hmm. But don't underestimate the power of your own hands to That's rub right. feet and massage the lower back. Oh, Lord mm. God. Yeah, the lower back takes some beating. We did this thing where I would I would put pillows up against the headboard. I would lean back, mm-hmm. and I would be like your armchair, like a yes. lounge chair. It was very nice. And you would lay back on me, 
And did I did I rub your shoulders or did I just massage your head or did you just lay there? And I think it, you massaged my head or something. Yeah, I don't know, but it was nice. Whatever yeah. it was, it took the the pressure off of her. Definitely do um, childbirth classes too, even if you think they're dumb. What about if it's there's? Well, yeah, he it says it's his first baby. Yeah, yeah, do do them, dude. They they they're suck. Weird. <laughs> they're they're terrible. There's some weird people there. Um, but yeah, it it takes the funkiness out of it. Mm-hmm. It really does. It, it it gives you a clue. And guy, you know, if you're a, if you're a man and you are, um, there's one thing we men like not to feel like, and that is stupid. We don't like feeling like a, a fish out of water. And this will tell you what to expect. It'll give you something to do with yourself mm-hmm. during the process, which it actually was really helpful. It really was. Because Jen had this moment, she did really well, but there was one moment where she kind of lost her mind and tried to eat me. (laughs) I ain't kidding. She tried to bite my arm. She looked very hungry. She turned into a zombie and she tried to bite me. And I said, no. And I I slapped her on the nose with newspaper, just like they told me. And she was fine. No, but I, I helped her. The biting was for real, but I, and I did tell her no, but I didn't hit her. With <laughs> I didn't bite him. Though. She tried. She was thinking about, it. she was like, arr, arr, and I did say no. And, uh, but <laughs> she, uh, she did her breathing. You know, I helped her with the breathing. Yeah, that and, really helped. And helped her focus and um, helped her calm down when she got too in, you know, too overwhelmed. And that was my job. Mm-hmm. And I did really well. Yeah, you did. And I saw the placenta. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look. Don't look. Well, after the baby comes out, just don't look down there, okay? (laughs) It'll change your soul. (laughs) You are so weird. They don't ever talk about that on the TV show. The baby comes up. Mm. They wipe a little junk off them. They're like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And it's over. But they're lying, Will. (laughs) There's more coming. Mm. The little twin. The evil twin's coming out. The other thing is it's like your wedding. Just... Just to humor her and look at all the nursery stuff and oh, yeah, all yeah. the little baby outfits. Dude, here's the thing. Have opinions about, not opinions, but just like. Helpful, agree with you yeah, opinions. Exactly. Like, that is a great idea. That's a wonderful I love that. color. That I love win-win. classic poo. <laughs> um, and dude, for real, um, for reals, get the nursery ready ASAP. Yeah, there. Th- these women get into this thing called nesting. Okay, it's a, it's an, in, it's a, uh, an instinct, and uh, they, they suddenly want everything in the house perfect, mm-hmm. especially for the baby. So if your guy, if you guys are gonna have bassinets near the bed, you get that freaking thing done. You get that car seat in the back ready to go. You get a bag packed and you set it by the door. You get everything done. Don't be waiting to the last minute because I'm telling you, the life you save is your own. <laughs> don't do it for her do it for you you get everything done make mm. her feel comfortable because she needs to know that you're going to be a good dad and That's the right. way you do that is not through the massages even though they're important um and not through uh, words and all that at, at, at some reason during that moment every woman just that, that i know of uh one of their love languages becomes acts of service and they want to know that that everything's going to be ready for that kid and and the, that's the best gift you can give them because when they're out there pushing and they're doing all the stuff they need to know everything's set up mm-hmm. when you get home and so there you go any any other advice i made smoothies for jen a lot you know the the jen didn't have really cravings Per se, yeah. but I did take a lot of trips to the store here and there, you know, and I did odd jobs and I told her she was beautiful and she was, 
I got to say, me and John had a conversation, my buddy John in Atlanta, about um, our pregnant wives. Pretty hot stuff, got to mm-hmm. say. I'm a little sad that it's never going to happen again. So I did go out and bought a latex belly oh, okay. that I need you to glue on. <laughs> now you can wear it. <laughs> Weird. Really? Uh, so yeah, that well, there you go, buddy. Um, that's about it for this episode of Explicit Answers. Guys, I'm James. And I'm Jen. And this has been Explicit Answers. We'll see you guys next time. You can ask your own questions for us at explicitanswers.com. That's the only way we take questions. So get over there. Follow us on Facebook. You can like us. It's very cool. And uh, make sure you tell a friend. And we're coming soon to iTunes. So we'll see you later. Peace out.